0: Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had such a beautiful conversation with my friend Cindy recently when I was asking for prayer, asking for advice, (laughs) maybe life coaching or something, but one of my questions was around the inability as humans, and this seems so obvious, so if you completely understand this you can roll your eyes at my delayed response to figuring all of this out. But I think there is a piece of me that felt like if I really could hear the Lord perfectly, I would never make a mistake. And wouldn't that be lovely? Oh, you know, if I could hear the Lord perfectly, I would never pay for something incorrectly. I would never spend a penny more because everything would be perfectly optimized. And it wasn't until I actually started thinking about that or saying it out loud even that I realized, wait a minute, I am assuming that the Lord's perspective on money is that none of it would be wasted. (laughs) But the reality is, what if I did hear really clearly from the Lord and never had any questions, and yet he chose to just have the money go in directions that didn't produce much fruit? You know, I think about this because there were a lot of burnt offerings in the Old Testament. That's a lot of what you might consider good meat that was just literally burned up. And so, I, you know, you think, oh, but they couldn't have used that meat to feed the poor. They were burning it up. And yet that was the Lord's instructions. And so I think I wrestle with this because in my mind, it would seem like, well, the Lord would have this same kind of grid of preferences that I do, right? Wouldn't he like everything to be efficient and perfectly organized? But maybe not. I mean, <laughs> it seems really obvious once you start thinking about it, but it's like, oh, you know, how many times have I thought, well, if I perfectly clearly heard heard from the Lord, surely I would have no relational distress. Oh, well, how well did that work out for Jesus, right? Like huh, here he was at the Last Supper, offering the Last Supper to Judas, who was betraying him, still extending grace, still extending forgiveness. And yet there was no kindness reciprocated towards him. And so, ah, this is, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's wrecking me. That would be too strong, but it is deeply resonant for me right now that in this walk of faith, we walk forward with Jesus and we do the best we can in obedience, with faith, with hope and expectation, with joy, with sorrow. <laughs> what is it that Paul says? I've learned the secret of being content, whether in plenty or in want. And, and we move forward. And I think there was a part where I was praying through some things like, oh, Lord, I just don't like it if I spend money and I don't feel like I'm getting a good return, Uh, Of course, who wants to spend money and buy a burnt offering that just gets offered up? Who wants to live their life where they produce things that nobody consumes or that nobody is excited for? And, And so I think what was so precious was Cindy's perspective on this. She said, you know, years ago, my husband and I went and did a counseling internship at a vineyard church in Colorado. And one of the things that they said is, we give you permission to fail because as you're praying and leading, you, we recognize that you will be in relationships and we want you to approach these relationships from a place of uh, empathy and understanding. We recognize that these kinds of counseling relationships are really a place of holy ground, that, uh, that it's a beautiful gift that you're giving. That said, if we really believe that God's grace is sufficient and that his love covers a multitude of sins, then we are not going to beat you up if you, quote unquote, fail to be perfect. And so we give you permission to fail or to try and then to fail that that is not So it was interesting for Cindy to say my definition of success is to try and fail. It's better to try and fail than never to have tried at all. And that's an interesting concept. You know, I've heard that before. I'm sure you have too. But the idea of saying, do I actually agree with that? Do I believe that? Do I live as if that's true? Or am I so terrified that I'm not going to do it correctly, that I'm not going to do it right that it freaks me out too much to even get started. So I'm wrestling through this for myself right now. (laughs) I'm wrestling through the recognition that the Lord's decision-making framework or his matrix of values is maybe not exactly the same as mine. (laughs) Oh, that's awkward to admit. Okay, so Jesus, I thank you that you invite us to have your mind. thank you that you give us your mind that we get to be living in partnership with you how precious you are lord thank you thank you jesus amen